0: As goons, we are obviously, you know, well suited to natural, unscripted banter. It is what we're known for.
1: We are comedy posters on a comedy site. Yep. It is in our blood.
0: Our fertile history, <laughs> you know, generations of internet posters stretching back long for our twenty years.
2: Twenty years. I still 20s. cannot believe I've been reading this goddamn forum for twenty years. Yep. What am I doing with my life?
0: Um Um you're sat recording a podcast so clearly you are succeeding. I could 20s. be eating
2: cheesecake of watching my friends play Dragon Quest Eleven instead of hitting <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alexander, uh, I didn't think of a funny thing to say here, uh,
2: and with us tonight... Hello, I am Sam, I am a games designer, I have been working in the games industry for about 11 years
4: now, uh, very nice to meet you all. I'm Jamie, I uh, briefly hey, dabbled in the games industry 18 years ago. Um, hi, it's
1: Nathalie, they said that well, I could talk about either Brexit or video games, so obviously I'm here. <laughs> And I'm Kirby, and I'm as pink and round as my name suggests. <laughs>
2: Perfect.
3: Pretty pink. Pretty round.
1: Yeah, as <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, I've been in the industry myself in a mostly QA capacity, some other weird, specialised stuff. It's probably best not just not to go into. Uh, I imagine we've got stories, uh, but I think we'll start today with uh, quite major stories come out in the last week or so. Um, you may be aware of a game called uh, Half Stone. Mm -hmm. Uh, A popular streamer won a major event there. uh, Blixchung, I I don't have his real name in the notes, I'm sorry, Um, took his, uh, won a major tournament uh, this last weekend uh, in uh, conversation with the casters uh, afterwards, uh, brought up uh, the matter of uh, the crackdown happening in hong kong uh in- indicating his uh, support for uh the hong kong people against uh mainland china so yes that's the uh, major one this week so uh, what how ha- was uh blizzard's response to that now
0: um it was a shit show basically <laughs> Um, A veritable shit storm even Yes, yes That's a very good summation I mean They um, started by uh, Immediately disqualifying him Stripping him of his prize money That he'd rightfully earned Which is Mm. a bit weird Um, They suspended him For a whole year From Hearthstone competition As well um so obviously that's a very strong response mm. and now
3: initially was it was it more severe than that initially and wound down to that or have they sort of uh backed off from that a bit uh
0: it, it was initially a year they have now rounded it down to six months due to the kind of level of response from the um wider gaming community which i, I think it's fair to say has been extensive
1: yes Mass cancellation it's not, it's of accounts. Been... From what I've heard, six months is still pretty much for where he is uh, at his level. Six months is still really too high because uh, he's in the grandmasters yeah. and being out of that for six months. Yeah, like top of the game. Yeah, he means he and, won't yeah. that's, probably that's get major back. Income.
4: Mm. Which mm.
1: is still utterly insane to me to do that. It's it's the whole thing is 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 crazy. It's just yeah. wild. The they also
2: fired the, pod, the the casters as well. Yeah. That's, yeah.
3: They literally hid under the desk. Yes. Yeah.
2: They put their heads down and were like, oh God, we can't be involved in this and they still fired them. Yeah. Like, mm.
0: Yeah. And I don't and, like, think let's clear, they didn't that, know. No. No, they haven't. And the casters didn't know that <laughs> he was going to say that. You know, they have no control over that situation. And they've still taken like the complete full brunt of you know, blizzard's attempt to, you know, cow down to the Chinese government.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what this was... all boils down to, is is their fear of the Chinese government.
3: Mm. 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 I mean, obviously, uh, China is a, is a massive market now. And indeed, uh, Tencent owns, I believe, a 10% stake in in blizzards it's five percent who are themselves a chinese company
1: from what i've read in terms of actual revenue per year for blizzard china is only not just china but the whole arena of where china is is only about 11 percent of their revenue and china they reckon is about six or seven percent it's it's potential revenue they're worried about Mm. ignoring all their actual current revenue everywhere else they just think that China is the potential for this massive expansion into into gaming. But they seem to forget yeah. that the way China operates is if something's good, they'll make their own copy of it and get rid of the original one. So them chasing China in this manner seems to be very self-defeatist.
2: It, it's indicative of the last 12 months of Blizzard. It's just been one long PR disaster and terrible <laughs> ris- decisions after another. <laughs> I mean, you've got what? Starting with the Diablo one, the announcement at the last BlizzCon, (laughs) don't you guys have phones? Oh, dear. And, you know... I mean, let's
0: just kind of clarify that. that The Diablo, a huge franchise, um, fans were all very excited because they thought the next mainline Diablo game was going to be announced and instead Diablo turned around and um announced Diablo Immortal which is basically a mobile it's game actually
2: a game. clone of a chinese game a reskin of a chinese <laughs> game that was <laughs> terrible by the
0: way Oh and god I had
2: to play that game for reference by the way and yes it is actually horrendous Oh dear um yeah I mean then they then they basically what they canceled the whole Heroes of the Storm Global Championship Uh, A few years later, uh, basically overnight putting out an entire community of casters and pro players out of a job. Um, Then I think like two months later, Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard, sorry. I remember him. He was fun. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Internally referred to as the Emperor occasionally. Uh, (laughs) Record results in 2018, he said. And in the same announcement, laid off 800 people at Blizzard. Yeah. And then... I didn't think there was anything for a while. Classic launched, and then this happened basically, and then this is now just continuing, and they're just continuing to double down and double down and saying no, we will not be uh, unbanning these players. They gave They've this... actually
0: banned more players as well.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. They banned. Oh yeah, they banned. So they didn't ban immediately. So a couple of days later, there was this collegiate team of all white people basically who announced <laughs> that they were in support of Hong Kong and Blizzard did nothing.
1: They did I cut mean, they, the video stream. Cut... Yeah. But they, they, they didn't ban them. them later. No. They didn't ban them at all at, at that point and they didn't say anything no. about it. It was purely the the chung which was
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> as if it couldn't be more blatant about why it was him and not them. Yeah. And then they finally
2: banned them, I think, yesterday. Or? Yeah, yes. So yeah, they gave yesterday. them another six
1: months, just like Blitzchung. And they've said, well, "We welcome the six months, but you know, this shouldn't be the case. We shouldn't be banned yeah. for this sort of thing." Yeah. I feel I should just say, uh, I believe ten
3: percent, five percent of was Blizzard. Maybe, but uh, actually, check the notes on that. So uh, probably best to clarify. I don't, I don't know. let let's not be technically libelous. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: And of course, we have got. Deco- con- the next BlizzCon in is it a week or so or two weeks? Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be awesome.
4: Yeah, it's the end of October mm. they do that.
1: I mean they've yeah. already Yeah, it's gonna be like <coughs> the conservatives' conference all over again, right? <laughs> they they have actually cancelled uh, I think it was an Overwatch or, or Yeah, a... so
0: Overwatch is launching or I think oh, just has Switch launched. No, no, the Switch the, update, yeah, it was I the Switch there was a Switch do, event
1: um... with the with the voice actors all to appear there and people to go and see them and they've cancelled that in mm. advance.
0: Which is quite funny so, because... the voice actors are cool. I mean, one of the voice actors, Elise Xiang, has um, tweeted in denial of the Uyghur genocide that China is currently committing, which is a bit iffy, let's yeah. be fair.
3: Okay, I didn't know that when when, when I said all the voice actors were cool, So, I, I... But well,
1: most no, of the them The thing cool. is, if she's living in China mm. right now, I'm not sure how truthful she's allowed to be without possibly Gosh. getting in trouble. So it might be a case of her siding with them, or it might be a case of, yeah, she is just... Mm denying genocide I, I wouldn't want to make any aspersions on what the the people in china have to do at this point in time in regards to yeah. their livelihood and their families i have no idea but what she has tweeted it is pretty bad <laughs> she yeah. has said uh the people who break the law should go to prison and things like that and not really thinking about what the law is that they are breaking and it's not really that they're breaking a law it's that they want to have a free hong kong
0: mm, yeah although An upside of this is that fans have claimed her Overwatch character. Yeah. They've claimed her as a figure in support of Hong Kong, and she's now all over the internet memes as they were. It's
3: awesome. And she is a sturdy lady, turns to ice,
0: very
1: hard to move. very irritating design. And because of this, because they've claimed her, if you go to the Blizzard site where you can buy merchandise, you cannot buy anything other than four bits of May merchandise, which are by third parties,
2: not by Blizzard. They've removed
1: it yeah, they from the store. Yeah, they cancelled a statue, I think. Yeah, wow. they did. They've removed it all. It's, just, it's wow. Unbelievable
2: why I don't play Overwatch, by the way. And why I quit was May, because I played it twice, and the second time I played it, the entire opposition team were Mays. <laughs>
3: okay, that, 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 that wasn't a regular game mode, but yeah. So yeah, she, she can... There is a potential there for her to go a bit nuts.
5: So, yeah.
2: All all I remember uh, was ice and pain and giggling.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, but no, she'll do that thing where she'll freeze you to the spot, and then they could just, just, just leisurely point the gun in your face and shoot an icicle into your brain. <laughs> a lot and like Boris Johnson. You can just sort of made. turtle heading out of the gun. You really can. It's
2: a lot like, like being in the games industry, really. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, um, one thing I will say for Overwatch, that oftentimes we see... Um, a story come up about uh, the much of loot boxes in games, and, I, and just about like 90 percent of those, the fun there will be a picture of an Overwatch loot box, mm. which I think is kind of unfair because I, I don't feel that the, uh, the loot box system in, in Overwatch specifically is that predatory or anything. Uh, but it does allow us to segue into um, matters of the uh, economic model behind. A lot of games uh, microset transactions, what what are microtransactions randy pitchford um <laughs> yeah you know, subscription models matters like that so what what do you guys think of uh of how our games are being paid for nowadays um
4: fuck loot yeah.
0: boxes first and <laughs> foremost
4: um. i mean it depends it depends very much on the game um there's some of them where it is especially egregious and there's some mm. where it's it's less egregious. Um and then there's some where it's it's kind of like a weird mix. So I know a game that came out recently was the, the new um Ghost Recon. Mm. I'm mm. gonna call it Wildlands, but it's not called Wildlands. It's for sequel right? well, it like to ran sure Isn't it like Breakpoint or something? Breakpoint, yes. Up. It was breakpoint. Oh. Hey go um, me. That came out and that got um, that got an absolute ton of flack from all corners uh, for the microtransactions and people decrying it as pay-to-win. And I have played more of it than I'm willing to admit in public. <laughs> um, and it is not pay-to-win at all. You, you
0: Should just, we just it, explain it, how pay-to-win works for people yeah, who are so pay Pay-to-win really is the games. idea
4: that um, the game experience is, is purposefully degraded um, mm. So that you you then encourage to to buy the missing pieces, or in a competitive uh, in a competitive arena, you can buy items or advantages that increase your, your likelihood of winning. So that people who spend money do better at the game. Um, but with with Breakpoint, it the the microtransactions are just completely ignorable. You, you wouldn't even notice they were there unless you went looking for them. There's mm. so much stuff. There's a few there's a few cosmetics you you have to pay for but for the most part you just you get like tons of currency in game even though you can buy currency you get tons of cosmetics you get like endless weapons loot you level up fast there's nothing there but at the same time so it's not really you can you can ignore the microtransactions entirely and it feels kind of wrong to describe it as pay to win but at the same time the game it's the base version of the game costs 60 fucking quid so they've got no business putting any kind of microtransaction in on top of that
1: agreed no matter yeah.
4: how and and it feels in a way it feels kind of worse because it's not there and it's not front and center and it's not being like shoved at you because a lot of companies just sort of constantly like point out and and, and hammer at you to try and get you to spend money and this feels more sort of like it's there and they they don't need. They don't feel the need to promote it because they just know there are some people who won't have the willpower to resist and will spend money on stuff that they, they totally don't need to. Mm, and it, it, it feels it feels predatory in a different way for for that reason. It is yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot naked of games. Greed. Yeah, mm. yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, you, a lot of games now. Sorry, uh, uh, are using random elements. Uh, EA we're calling them surprise mechanics. <laughs> where like, <laughs> Jesus
0: it's oh, yeah, fucking uh,
3: EA. lovely euphemism. Um, where in a game like uh, Apex Legends as opposed, instead of being, a, for the most part being able to uh, buy whatever you please with um, cosmetics, uh, you have to just keep rolling dice, rolling dice, rolling dice until you might get what you want or, or get a very small amount of the currency that you can use to do so mm. um, so if you want to sort of actualize yourself in the game the, the way you want, you do have to just chance it out really because with no real alternative and and, and it's not something that matters you can just get the same game experience how uh, without putting any money in at all but it's it it is still this is the way the the addictive part of your mind works if if you if something's put in your reach and you know that if you invest enough into it, you the the more you invest with the greater the chance you get it the, the more likely you are to just incrementally give a little and a little and a little uh, until you've possibly spent more than the cost of a standard retail game uh, rolling dice and possibly and possibly not getting the the thing you're
1: after. Absolutely. And, and in terms of you saying about, is Apex Legends EA? Yes.
3: yes. So, yeah. it's, it's derived from uh,
1: Titanfall. So in terms of EA, they're probably one of the worst for pay-to-win mechanics in that mm. if we talk about battlefront in a moment the whole loot boxes and microtransaction stuff i think it it, it sort of started with team fortress 2 which isn't ea that's valve they're the ones who sort of Mm. made it more approachable but in terms of pay to win mechanics and insane amounts of profit i think uh for one of their games, I think it was something like uh, the last time I read was nine seven hundred and ninety three million pounds of profit a year. I think was the FIFA, FIFA FIFA Ultimate yeah. Team, which is pay to win. Mm. You get FIFA better cards, gorgeous. and they make them uh, the, the the players you get from those cards. If they have higher stats, they are better than people who've got that same card with lower stats. And the fact that those cards don't exist when the next FIFA game comes out or when you're actually playing FIFA with those cards they can get injured and then you've lost that card forever and you have to keep buying what? more FIFA ultimate players to continue your great team is yeah. disgusting because knowing the people who buy FIFA are going to be mostly the kids and and people who like football games and they don't really mm. play as much other games cuz FIFA's their yearly purchase and 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 and, and, and the that this is uh, mostly an EA thing because of obviously Battlefront 2 had pay-to-win transactions as well that got removed, got the game completely... Um what was the word what happened to it? It sort of it had to disappear for a bit, and they had to re, they had to gut it all out because they weren't making money off a Star Wars licensed game, something that ah, should yes. <laughs> should make money straight away just for being Star Wars, <laughs> and they couldn't do it with that game. They had to remove the the systems, but they are they're notorious for their pay to win. I think I've the the Andrew R- uh, Ricitello, I think that's his name. I can't remember how to pronounce it properly. It's Ricitello. Yeah, didn't he have a? Um, uh, a conference where he talked about maybe people having to buy ammo for their guns because they're in the heat of the game and they just need to continue to play and do really well and that might be the end point for them uh, and it's oh. just yeah and it's it's Disgusting. ea i mean it's what they do they are horrible <laughs> sort of living down to expectations yeah <laughs> i mean ea were literally voted like the worst
0: company to work for in america in one recent mm. year was it um, was it
1: three years running? I mean, yeah, there's obviously worse companies <laughs> than EA, <laughs> but the fact that they won and they beat some really <laughs> awful people is uh, it just goes to how much the games are uh,
4: disliking them. And I think I think while we're talking about pay to win, it's worth mentioning that um, cosmetic stuff alone, even though it, it, it's not pay to win and it's viewed as not as bad, it can hmm. still have um, serious like negative. Consequences, so supposedly now in primary schools, default is an insult, yeah, and it's used against children who can't afford to buy any skins C- when I- they play Fortnite. I have heard that, yes. traders, you know? yeah. Yeah. I don't think you know, any my...
1: sort of loot boxes should exist, really. Not even, yeah, I don't even yeah. think cosmetics are okay because it's the idea of yeah, somebody but... having something that you can't get without spending mm. money, it's it's not yeah. right. Not in, so I've got media. a
0: question, I've got I a question it... here.
4: Sorry. Yeah, I've
0: got a question here.
1: So for loot boxes, you
0: are paying a certain amount of money for some kind of physical reward of varied value, which you don't know what it's going to be. Is this gambling?
2: Yes. 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 But there are multiple types of loot boxes and multiple types of gacha within that. So gacha comes from gachapon, which is essentially those machines in Japan that... Yeah, you get like a, a little ball. You put some money, and you get a ball with a toy in it, and you don't know what toy it's going to be. That's where it all started. So this all comes from Asian video games originally. It was it was originally from. Yeah, it's it's a very tricky thing to talk about. So full disclosure, this is this is my job. This is what I do. I my specialist as a games designer is in monetization. So I spend all day arguing with people about the morality and the ethics of loot boxes. And it's very tricky because on one hand, you have a publisher that says, this is how you need to do it. You need to meet these targets and you can make a video game that does all of the most predatory, most horrific, most awful practices that targets vulnerable people. And you can completely fail and make no money. So, no publisher in that kind of power differential relationship is necessarily willing to let you be moralistic or ethical about it. When you say, oh, we shouldn't put in so much because you have to then come up and come up with a competing system that you say, this is a much fairer system. And they'll say, yes, but it will make like 50% less money. So why would you do that? Because guess what? Capitalism. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think we can criticize capitalism because we buy games with money.
2: Uh, We all live in a society. I forgot about that. I exist in a society which (laughs) makes use of money as well. (laughs) Damn it! One thing,
4: one thing that always gets me when people talk about loot boxes is they say it's not gambling. Gambling, obviously, gambling's terrible, and it it would be horrific if children were gambling in games. But it's not gambling because you don't get you don't get any real world you never get any real world money back as if that somehow mm. makes it better yeah. no, you're just chucking it's, your money in dabbling, the world. but you can never
2: win well what just happened in the netherlands and belgium is they banned a while ago they banned loot boxes if you can trade the rewards with other player because then that yeah gives that those, gives them value yeah. yeah that gives them value but now they've as far as i'm aware even if you can't do that they flat out Banned some games with loot boxes. The new Pokemon mobile game came out in the Netherlands, well, didn't come out in the Netherlands and Belgium because it has loot boxes. End of. And this is this is what I'm actually using as an argument in my like day to day. Is look, you know, regardless of whether they make more money or not times are changing this is yeah. toxic to the community mm-hmm. there is no good way to do this to charge people money for stuff in video games when you fundamentally have young children playing these games with their parents credit cards you cannot add something like this and just say and have it be done ethically yeah so yeah. It, if we don't legislate ourselves as an industry it will happen for us and honestly it's already happening for us by the time a yeah. game that's in development now comes out in two three four years time the landscape will be completely different and so even from a business sense you actually have to start looking at this so even if, if you don't give a shit about the ethics you have to start looking from a capitalist perspective at changing these systems to something else the problem is as i'm seeing is the 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 res- resolutions of this, the answers to this, are just to like invert the gacha. So it's a box that's already open and then it has a 10 minute timer that you can pay money to refresh. So it's just abstracting it one layer away from that. And it ends up being the same thing. It's just yeah. slightly more obfuscated and people don't quite notice it easily. Like, For example, no one really complains about drop tables in MMOs. They're essentially loot boxes. Now, World of Warcraft has tokens that let you re-roll for loot on a boss. If they did that in World of Warcraft and let you buy those tokens for real money, people would lose their goddamn minds. In multiple Asian MMOs, that's just the standard, and no one cares. And it's, it's just all about context and where you are, and it, it's, it's very tricky doing it.
3: I'm not sure any M- Asian MMOs last long enough for it to become an issue anyway. Possibly true,
2: although there are a few that are doing pretty well still. I have to pick the name because I can't remember any of them.
1: And have you have you heard what they've done to loot boxes in CS:GO in France?
4: Do tell. I was just about. I was just trying to remember what it was because I know exactly what you were about to say, and I couldn't remember yeah. which game it was. But yeah. The, they now have
1: this is only in France at the moment but I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna if if the the law in Belgium goes through the EU and eventually translates to all countries in the EU so they have a thing called an x-ray scanner which is in the inventories now in France and what it does it shows the conte- the, the contents of one of their loot boxes before you buy a key to open it Any anytime you have a case that drops in game you have to put it in the scanner first but, you must claim the item. You cannot You cannot scan each box. You have to scan them one at a time. You can only take the scanner off of that box if you buy it properly and take the item out whatever the item might be. So it's once you've done it once with the, the free scanner, you're technically paying for
2: it each time. So it's- uh, it, Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm talking about. It's obfuscating it yeah. by one layer. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not actually fixing the problem, which it is has, what capitalism no. is amazing at. And it's ridiculous. And, and oh it makes me so fucking angry
1: (laughs) it's just (laughs) i can't stand loot boxes we we should have realized this would happen with horse armor we
2: really should have seen this coming (laughs) uh, uh, yeah but the most bought item in the entirety of oblivion's history still making money to this day i shit you not i don't know how how
4: <laughs> yeah, how, how are people still playing Oblivion? They're
2: <laughs> buying the fucking horse armor. I no. thought it
3: looked rough when it when it came out. To be honest, there's, there's a reason that everyone keeps reinstalling Skyrim. <laughs> hey. And they, yeah. which they put out on everything, still.
2: Yeah, that Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. sketch is the best. But I,
4: I, I uh, minority opinion here, but I absolutely love Skyrim.
0: why Why? it's just you
4: know it had its heyday and then i played
2: 250 Mm. hours of it and you know (laughs) you kind of i I didn't even get that far i I think Uh i had
4: three three playthroughs stopped by show stopping bugs and then on the fourth one i was trying to play conjurer and the first dragon attack i was like hiding under a bridge summoning (laughs) knives while the dragon like (laughs) flew around roasting guards and i just thought the fuck am I doing? I'm not enjoying any part of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, really bad at video games. I play every game on easy if I can, and I take forever to play games. And I've got about 400-odd hours in Skyrim, and I have never gotten to the point where I have to pick a side in the in the story. I have one save game, and I've explored the entirety of the south-east of the How? map. But I just haven't gone further than that. I, I, I get lost. I just... I just, yeah, the game isn't just
2: that big.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> this is what happens to me. I totally, I'm bad at games. I'm very bad at video games.
2: <laughs> so am I. I make them. It's a prerequisite. You have to be terrible <laughs> at them.
1: <laughs> well, anyway there's
3: um, yeah. obviously we were talking about uh <laughs> microtransactions and, and loot boxes and stuff. But another way games are getting paid for is whereby uh getting exclusivity deals so uh, sort of getting them uh, subsidized by uh platforms like uh Epic Store Steam uh that that's sort of something that's come up recently uh that uh Epic Store still fairly new and is securing a lot of aggressively securing a lot of uh exclusivity deals from Borderlands 3 was uh, particularly uh there's a lot of people very vocal about that that it still became Take two's biggest seller of, of recent years, so possibly didn't really materialise. Well, uh, but a lot of people were insisting they'd be waiting six months for the Steam release. I mean, it's uh,
4: but, it's, it's like that classic image of the uh, the Steam group for boycott Modern Warfare two, <laughs> and everyone in the everyone in the Steam group was playing Modern Warfare two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in that
3: in that particular instance, I feel that um, Steam was approaching becoming a sort of de facto monopoly on on the PC. Uh, I don't. In this particular instance, I don't see a particular problem with Epic giving people money to, and yeah. it's for six months. It's not like in perpetuity.
0: Like, there's a um, lot of good things about having Epic as a competitor to Steam because the way hmm. Steam have been approaching their business in the last few years is just ridiculous there's yeah. no video game curation so you wind exactly. up with like these skeevy porn games just kind of like yeah
3: available. people gaming the algorithms and uh, yeah. there's
4: not
3: yeah there's new, new, always
4: new developers aren't able to get noticed there's always a sort of like pile of edge lord shit on steam as well isn't mm-hmm. there mm. yeah all i can say is thank god
2: for jim sterling yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean, the Epic the epic Store thing, it, it's good that there's finally some competition. What um, about Origin, man? Why won't anyone think of Origin? Be, oh. I mean, we all try not to.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's
0: Origin, not. of course, but, being yeah, no, EA's video game platform. Yeah.
1: The the Epic Store should have a lot more than what it does currently have. There are some mm. really weird yeah. things missing, like it's having kind of a bar basket.
3: Yeah, I, think it'll, I think a lot of it will come in time. Um,
0: They probably should have got that stuff
1: first, though. Yeah, and and also buying things for the Unreal Engine is more like steam than the actual epic game store is like steam which is the weird part so like you can't you, there's no such thing as a as a basket on the epic game Store. you have to buy games one at a time and uh, yes you know something like that really should be, have been in the original part of it when it's on there yeah. the real store when they have to buy bits for your unreal engine when they've got that in place already and it uses mm. technically the same backends why yeah i didn't have to
3: install it because i already
1: had yeah the, uh the, the
3: Unreal uh, Engine front end.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make much sense that, that that's such a, a crucial, in- especially when they have a sale, you're going to buy more than one game, most likely. And and I heard some people losing their access to their credit cards because it looked like dodgy purchases. They would keep buying a game after a game after a game. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah, I mean, another issue as well, um, you know, a lot of the games that Epic get exclusivity with, they have been crowdfunded, because that's a very kind of popular model for indie hmm. developers. And when these games are crowdfunded, um, this all took place before the Epic Game Store was even a thing. So obviously this was all promised out through Steam, because that's where you go. So you pay money for the game, you're promised the Steam key, in return but then a few bit later the developers turn around and say okay we've signed this exclusive exclusivity deal with epic we're not going to be releasing on steam so you don't get a steam key um and obviously at the end of the day you can get the game through epic Mm. um but you know considering the issues with the storefront it does you know it's not giving customers what they signed
1: up for Absolutely. The biggest name of that was Shenmue 3, where they had literally asked people, what platform do you want this on? Um, PS4... Sorry, Sony, Xbox, or... um, steam Steam. they were saying steam and when they said nash you know we're gonna go to epic about two Uh weeks later said okay fine can i have a refund they were saying no no refunds (laughs) but it it took people complaining for them to actually go okay fine sorry we're sorry we'll give you a refund for the game but it shouldn't have come down to that it should have been an automatic thing oh that's not the platform you wanted here's your money back
4: yeah Yeah. i mean i think developers taking money to to do an exclusive i think it depends on the developer I think if they're an indie indie developer then I, I back them hundred percent. It's like yeah, it's gonna yeah. upset some gamers that have maybe given them money in in hope of a steam release and the steam release is delayed mm. or whatever. But if you're an indie developer, things are so uncertain that if, if Epic are gonna give you like a ton of money up front, yeah. You should just take it and, and not feel guilty about it. But if, if it's like a AAA company or you know what I mean, or a larger publisher and they're just taking the money because you know, free money. I think that's like there's no need for, do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. The, the game was going to come yeah, out. Yeah, Shamu's in an odd space there
3: because anyway. it, it is or was uh, Sega. And it was announced at a Sony press conference for whatever
5: reason.
1: It
3: was, but, yeah. Uh, uh, as, but, uh, so it's been kind of all over the place. I, I don't know what the ins and outs are of its actual ownership. But uh, yeah, obviously, it, it, it is, it's an odd look uh, to be, <laughs> to announce a crowd crowdfunding campaign <laughs> on. Uh, on sony's stage
4: i think yeah, it was a that mixture kind of, that of... Kind of that kind of just smacks of them realizing that people you know people really want that game and there's a market for that game but they can also like get people to give them the money up front
0: it's like, a lot like you know, what they ubisoft can, they can are eat doing cake and have it. it's a lo- yeah it's a lot like what ubisoft are doing with beyond good and evil 2 um we're in but rather than asking for money, they are asking for artwork. Um, they have essentially set up a program to crowdsource fans to design textures and kind of graphics and such for the game. Um, so that they don't have to do the work themselves and they're not going awful. to compensate yeah. anybody yeah, it's, who This gets... is with
3: the kid off a of Third Rock from the Sun, isn't it? I do um, not get that reference. Have... <laughs> yeah, no, I just realised, oh, you're possibly not
4: all the same age as me. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt runs a company that, that's you. just dedicated to oh. sort of getting people to do work on spec.
3: Yeah, so I, I don't know the full thing, but it is kind of it's pretty dodgy to speculatively do work and in, in, in possibly get paid. There's a lot of that going around the industry, of course. A nicely
2: segues
3: us onto
0: Chucklefish. Oh, that is a good mm. segue. I like it. It's almost like we know what we're doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: would. I wouldn't it, say it's that. It's not.
0: But... We don't. But at least we make it look that way. Anyway, who was going to chat about so, Chucklefish?
1: Yeah, so I will. I, I'm, the, I'm the one who added to the notes. So Ch- Chucklefish are a, a publisher. Slash developer. Uh, they're oh. most famous for publishing Stardew Valley, which is entirely one person making the whole of it, but they are the ones who published it for him. Um but they have their own game called Starbound, which is a bit like a science fiction futuristic version of Terraria.
0: Which is a bit like Minecraft, which is 2 D esque but with boss battles and other yeah. cool
2: stuff. Yeah.
1: And
0: well when,
2: Starbound isn't
1: there. Terraria. Is. Yeah, terraria is definitely better than Starbound because of, of the way Starbound has been over the years how it started and, and where it currently is in that they had a, a an idea to make a futuristic uh, Terraria uh, and they had a, a game that was, was fun, but the people they'd hired, they'd actually hired uh, lots of interns for their, their company. A lot of them quite young, 16-year-old. Oh, uh, and they, fucking hell. And they got them just to work for free with the, the prospect of Ugh. perhaps giving them some... Um, exposure. Yeah, expo- that's the word. Exposure, exposure at a later point. And when they've actually had them come back and say, you know, I'd like to compensation for all the hundreds of hours of work I did on it, uh, they've turned around and said no you, you you got work in the industry and everything uh, there's been a there's been a couple of weird things they've done in regards to how they've they've kept the ip going in that um there's a very popular mod which mm-hmm. um the person who runs it will take other people's mods incorporate into their own one and then refuse to remove them and Chucklefish have pretty much let that happen. They they don't seem to understand that this is people's time that they've they've worked on this these mods themselves, and they're just being gobbled up by someone with a much larger community. And the, the way they handle Starbound and the way they handle people uh, playing it and everything has has always been quite. You'll do what we say, and and that's it. You know, there's there's no sort of uh of a, of a community outreach to it and, and the, the the exposure stuff for the for the young interns is probably one of the worst parts about how the game was made i think they they also had a lot of um uh uh pixel art that was actually from other games I, as um placeholder art and forgot to remove it i think it was either that or yeah I th- i'm pretty sure it was Starbound that did that uh uh, I'm not 100% I certain. I so. think it
4: was Terraria, actually. Oh, was that the one that had I the Final Terraria Fantasy had, uh, Yeah, had Final Fantasy sprites in it earlier. <laughs> My mistake. Earlier <laughs> My mistake.
1: I knew it was one of the Pixel 2D creation <laughs> things. But the fact that they had all these interns, and, and there's a lot of people that did um, thousands of hours of work on systems that they never actually installed in the game and refused to compensate them for. The, I know a couple of them from the forums, in fact, Um, some of them working on their own games now using what they've learnt with Chucklefish and Starbound but the fact that they did all this work and they refused to give them any sort of compensation other than potential exposure or just flat out ignoring them is sort of indicative of a lot of companies that exist nowadays the whole idea of exposure for work rather than monetary compensation for the hours put in it seems to be a trend
3: Yeah, it's often the way that in the industry that a lot of people, and it it works, are expected to feel uh, honoured, privileged, to just be involved in any way, even if it's for very little money, for no money, for working uh, extremely antisocial hours, things like that. There is, of course, a number of serious issues regarding uh, workers' rights within the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And because of people's dedication to games, because games are part of their identity, perhaps, um, it's very easy for a lot of people to be exploited. Obviously, this uh, manifests most commonly within the industry in the form of crunch, uh, where people will be uh, pushing in, clocking in a substantial amount of overtime to make often quite unrealistic targets Mm -hmm. uh, that allow games to be, showed up probably faster than they should be. Uh, this is why often things are rushed. This is why uh, people burn out of the industry. Um, I mean, this is this is something I could speak to my, myself and my own, own experience. I've, I've worked uh, in the industry in uh, QA, particularly uh, publisher side, uh, where the expectation was often. I mean, for the for starters, I, I was on a night shift. Uh,
5: the space Ooh. available.
3: Meant they they were cycling free shifts, uh, so, uh, so you basically got twenty
0: four hour QA. I take it. Yes, going round almost.
3: Yeah, I was I, I, I was working four shifts a week for the price of of five. Good, yeah, the premium for working night. But that's not that well, doesn't offset the fact that your body clock's getting messed up. You don't know if I'm waking up. Do I eat lunch? Do I eat breakfast? Do I eat dinner? What the hell's going on? Um, what do I do at weekends? Do I keep on this same schedule? It, it messes you up, obviously. Yeah. That, that, that's quite a, an, an extreme uh, example. Uh, it but, is, but yeah, when, when when yeah, overtime comes up, and the very strong expectation is that you'll be working Saturday, Sunday, uh, f- and you'll, you'll get a pizza. And uh, if you're lucky, yeah, it's, <laughs> you might just get some yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, you, you feel valued because you got. Pizza, it, it's it's kind of it kind of works, and a lot of people abide by it because they get to work in games.
0: And like, uh, there like, but... there is such a big kind of just supply of people who want to work in games that mm. staff members are easily replaceable, um, which is kind of part of why they are abused so much. Is that yeah. you know any complaint you make, they'll just get rid of you. There'll be somebody else who wants you know is there to take your spot.
2: I, I, will, I will say that's true at the, at the low end, but there is a huge problem of a drought of talent at the mid to high end in the industry simply because of how rough this is. And Mm-mm. people just burn out and leave. Yeah. And I mean, even as, as far as five years into the industry, I was still doing stupid shit like working. I, w- I was working at one point in London for a company based in London, so on GMT, with programmers in San Diego, so eight to nine hours behind, and programmers in Mongolia, so eight to nine hours ahead. (laughs) So basically, my entire job was 24 hours. There was no respite. I got to sleep, and then I actually... My company there was a startup. We rented a house in London. They gave (laughs) us rooms upstairs and built an office in the basement. It was a wonderful commute for London, (laughs) but... (laughs) I Good literally winter, would I come down in my dressing gown, have the office cat on my lap, and work for 14 to 20 hours I mean, sometimes. Oh. Is it an office
3: cat or is it a house cat in that situation? At that point, <laughs> it's
2: a house cat. I guess. Well, it was the neighbour's cat, and it just moved in because we kept feeding it. Okay, so, so <laughs> they didn't
3: actually get the cat. A cat was adjacent.
2: The cat was adjacent. It became my cat, and I took it with me at the end, but... I, I digress. Okay. Okay. So it, you stole a cat. Okay. <laughs> the the, the, oh, the neighbours gave it to us. Very clear. Very clear on this. It, it was a. It was a gacha cat. Um, no, but it, you you feel pressured to do this stuff because if if you are if games are a passion for you which for honestly for most people in the games industry i'd say 90 percent, they are because you could get so much more money and much better hours and better better just quality of life in the Mm. tech industry with the same skills that you generate in games unless you're a games designer like me in which case i'm doomed to do this till i retire basically (laughs) but you feel like you ought to and even the crunch is never mandatory but there's always this sort of hidden thread of oh it's gold mm. master you know the builds failed <laughs> we better you know stay here a bit later and like before the stream we were comparing the longest shifts we'd ever done mm. and my longest I was shift was find
3: mine wasn't longest yeah
2: <laughs> a, yeah a gold master build so that just wouldn't compile and kept failing at the last minute and being sleep deprived at 27 hours into a shift having the producers discuss you know is it really important that the playstation xbox builds talk to each other
3: (laughs) i I did on one occasion i think i was about an hour and a half late leaving uh because we needed repeated new builds from the developer uh changing the uh s in playstation on the splash screen to a capital letter which is a requirement of uh Oh, it, it, well it's in their technical requirements list but that but for for copyright pre- reasons that has to be a capital s it took four builds
5: <laughs> Oh, Jesus
2: well sometimes builds will take hours as well. so it's not that you're working or doing anything productive you'll often just be sitting there maybe just downloading files from a server or waiting for perforce a a, a file management system to sync and hmm. you're just sitting there going well wait for four hours for the next build to come in, and I have to stay awake, and I have to do it. And it, it's really problematic, because without unions, without anything like this, there is no there's no recourse for this. And generally, up until the last few years, even mentioning unions is, you get fired. You're done. And like this is, this is indicative Sam, of the This is a really industry. good segue. Okay, I, before I, I we segue, move.
0: I'd just yeah. like to... Sorry, I'm, I'd just like to point out like how pervasive this is within the video game industry because it's not like just like one or two isolated incidents. For you know, you guys no. have had bad experiences. Um, we're talking about companies like Rockstar. For example, who make Red Dead Redemption Two and Grand Theft Auto Online, which are billion-dollar games? Um, we're
3: talking. Yeah, GTA Five is still making money. Yeah, it's just yeah. introduced a casino, which is
2: basically <laughs> oh. loot boxes. Yeah. GTA okay. Five is the game that has made the most money of any video game in the history of the planet. Actually, it is Yeah, nice it keeps
0: showing up in the charts. Yeah, um, so you know, if they
4: GTA five, five as well has. A really to sort of loop back to what we were saying at the start of a pay to win gta 5 has one of the worst um monetization systems for my in my experience the do you know why, why they up... get away with it though why no one really cares that much because
2: they separated all of the monetization out of the core game into the yeah. online mode yeah so you pay 60 bucks for the game you, God, I've been so Americanized, 60 bucks, 60 quid for the game. And you basically get your single player mode. It has no monetization, nothing in it. And then there's an online mode with completely separate economy, separate everything. And that has all of the pervasive insidious shit in it.
4: But no one cares. Um, yeah. But the online I, stuff. Um, it was awful. It has it has all sorts of stuff in where you can set up sort of criminal enterprises um, and you know, so you can set up drug labs and and all these different crime operations, and you have to maintain them. And so you'll have to drive around and deliver the drugs once every so often when the when the labs have produced enough. And the way that works is you're always in the the shittiest like most like horrendous vehicle ever that you just you can't outrun anyone in it. It's got no defenses, and but you've got to you've got to drive it like all over the map. And as soon as you you start delivering it it highlights your position to everyone else in your online session and they can come and kill you to get money and and then they sell like tons of just uh, like elaborate vehicles the way you can just like fly around on a rocket bike or a, a jump jet and just destroy people and so <laughs> they basically they basically just sort of sucker in all the people who want to do like oh, i want to I build a crime empire and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna Deliver me meth across the the valley or whatever, <laughs> and then while they're trying to do that, they're just being preyed on by all the people who sp- like drop real money to fly the car from Back to the Future but with a rocket launcher attached to the front.
2: I mean, can <laughs> I pay money to deliver my drugs in that vehicle, or am I stuck
4: whenever I didn't No, you're what? stuck with this shit van ah. and everyone knowing where you are at all times. Ah. See, that's where they're going wrong. They can make even more. Money. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they like, just just a
2: casino. From... <laughs>
0: This is the thing, especially with like online games, which are always kind of growing and always changing. So with kind of GTA Online or the, the game-as-a-service model where you buy the game, but it's constantly updating. Um, so things like Fortnite, like Apex Legends, um, like Anthem, uh, Bioware's recent massive failure. Um, these are games, because they're constantly bringing out new content, the developers for these games are basically always in crunch. You don't get any yeah. kind of downtime for that kind of game, um, mm. which is kind of just a huge abuse of workers' rights. I'll, I'll
2: say from my experience, personal experience, so not standard for the games industry, usually the live services team is a different team to the development team, but live service is hell in AAA mm. unless it's done right and that's very hard to do because you have to ship content every on a set period of time. You have to do it regularly. You can't miss a deadline, and it has to work. And it's like normally in it, mobile is more used to this because I I've been working in the mobile industry for six years and I've just switched to AAA. And mobile, we're used to incredibly quick iterative development, two-week sprints. You very a sprint is basically a period of work that you do uh, with a set amount of tasks in it you deliver content on a very short schedule, and you're used to say delivering 10 levels for a match three game or something, and then you say, okay, every two weeks, another 10 levels every two weeks, and it's much smaller scope. In the AAA industry, you're used to taking three to five years to develop a game where no one says no to anything are we going to localize into 50 languages oh we're we going to translate all of those and do voice acting yeah we'll just get 50 voice acting in, in 50 different languages for voice acting let's do it that's triple a we just we'll just pay for it it's fine if you put that into a live service game no one can cope because you've got hundreds of thousands of interconnecting parts that you simply can't qa and can't do without bugs and they're trying to do the same schedule as mobile and that leads to ridiculous crunch and hours, especially if it's a game that the people who are working on it are passionate about. It's rife for abuse. And it's really sad. It's really hard to avoid as well. It's something the industry is wrestling with everywhere. Yeah, I think Fortnite yeah, so-
1: recently got accused of that, didn't it? Because obviously Fortnite yeah. being the biggest online game at the moment, um, constantly is updating it and adding new stuff. And they're, like Natalie said, always in crunch because they have to keep bringing things out for
2: it yeah and you can't stop and the thing is is every time you live ops is not normally games have a thing called the tail right so you launch a game you get a big peak of revenue at the beginning on say a standard game that's uh sixty dollars or whatever and then you have a drop off and depending on the amount of marketing you do that determines the length of your tail so you sell less and less units over time live operations or games as a service it's not linear it's it's exponential in the other way basically and so you constantly grow your revenue month on month until you're making absolutely obscene sums of money for a single company where you're making 50 million a month on a on a single ip with a team of only 100 people
0: yeah the way these games are judged as well it's um you know you They're games where the success is judged on that exponential growth. So you can have a game like Anthem, which started out as one of the biggest kind of games of the year in terms of its initial sales. Um, But then because nobody wanted to keep playing it, all of that extra income just dropped off. So it still ends up coming out Mm. as a massive financial failure because of how it's been budgeted. And they really
3: couldn't afford that after the Mass Effect. Uh, Andromeda, just an absolute stinker. Mm. And yeah, as you say, with with the intention of doing it live, it's too late. It's it's too late to be adding stuff to it. it, it, The the water's tainted.
2: Uh, Honestly, actually. That's not necessarily true. It's never too late to add live ops to a game. You can always work on it because you can... The problem is with these companies is they have these expectations of making a multi... A billion dollar game essentially is what they what they want. And if they don't hit that, they'll cancel it and move on to the next one. Whereas I've worked on multiple games where you can slowly grow them over six months to two to three years and actually make an enormous profit off them compared to the development resources. But it's it's this crisis of scale that the AAA a industry has where everything has to basically be the next fortnight or it's a failure
1: yeah i think i think the new tomb raider did something like 200 million and that was classed as a failure because it didn't hit something like 500 million but it yeah, was never yeah. going to do the same amount of money as an online games as a service game because it was purely a storyline based game which is a a one and done sort of thing yeah, there's often these arbitrary targets, like there's that there's
5: there's
3: uh, Metacritic where people need to hit a, a particular rating at a particular time in order to get you know sequels commissioned to get bonuses, um, which which just results in the system getting gained with uh, review codes not going out to everyone. They they just try to game it so they get broadly positive reviews and uh, artificially somewhat have a high score. You were saying that,
0: yeah, um, and yes. In terms of um, Metacritic and gaming the system, the other big way that they do it is companies like Activision—they just don't put in the microtransactions until the reviews are already done and the bonuses already won. Um, things like um, call of duty obviously a huge franchise Um, the remaster for crash team racing they put in loot boxes kind of like a month after the game had been released um, just because they knew they could yeah
2: it's the next viable tactic is essentially you you do your initial launch for your premium price and then you add free to play elements and monetization several months down the line when the hubbub has died down and then you grow it as a service game uh, as a completely different product, essentially. And I have a hard time arguing with that, honestly, if it's done right, but it's never done right,
3: ever. I suppose Fortnite is the ultimate example of that because what we think of as Fortnite is in fact a, a, a spin-off from a co-op zombie game.
5: Yeah. But yeah. Fortnite that's is been the buried
3: now. The... the uh, and Fortnite Battle Royale, or, or I forget the the proper name, which is uh, still an early access. Let's remember <laughs> now it's going into Chapter Two, uh, is is of course a, a roaring success. But I, I don't know. I assume they get some benefit from saying it's a it's a pre release for some reason. Um, Rosa, Mr. missed, missed a, point, a, a, a chance at a, a segue there. Could could one of you keep saying tail again?
0: Tail, tail, tail. Well, speaking of Tale, let's not forget <laughs> about Telltale. Oh, I oh, love
3: yes. that. That's really good that so <laughs> Yeah, it would have been great like five minutes ago, right? Uh, but yeah, we did miss the chat, it's fine. Um, But yeah, the, uh, obviously, Telltale was a uh, developer of some renown, obviously doing a lot, of, a lot of licensed games. And it's another example of maybe management uh, not respecting... The, the workers enough in a number of ways just, uh, accepting a, a massive amount of um, work like all, all of these uh, licenses a couple of Batman games Tales of the Borderlands The Walking uh, Dead uh, Game exactly. of Thrones yeah. uh, mm-hmm.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, they ha- they had about like six to eight licensed games that they were meant to be making all at the same time which, Minecraft story tells, yeah. mode yeah real weird
3: stuff but yeah but, they, but, but obviously ultimately uh it was unsustainable for as, as successful as they were as uh i mean you
0: say that Chris, my understanding Chris accepted most of the games my understanding is that for walking dead season one was very successful but apart from that none of their games at all ever really shifted any major numbers
3: uh so, really? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose Wait, I got it's... a bunch of them on sales. Yeah, I got I got Batman and uh, Tales of the Borderlands on sales or or in bundles. Yeah, for very little. Quite <sighs> quite some time after they came out, which is obviously not desperately helpful to developers. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, it, it, I, I, mean, I it's not the same as buying them secondhand, but uh, I think I think I got a couple of them on
1: PS Plus. Both um, those you just said you would have gotten on PS Plus,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess yeah, that's so, why what happened happened, really.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. So, so, but obviously, it's not the people at the top that uh, that really lose out. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs, and, and more recently, uh, the company's assets have been uh, bought up. But and I think so, so, some former employees are being offered. Their dubs like it temporarily, is to with, finish up for final,
0: ed- um, because for Walking Dead season four, which is the final one, mm. um, and this is a game that's released in chapters, so you have a little bit of content released every few months, so you pay for each chapter. Um, the company went bust when chapter two of five was about to come out, um, but they had this contract to finish the game, so they have taken back uh, a limited number of staff so that they can get the final part of the Walking Dead. Um, kind of knocked out um, but that's essentially it um, and I also think we should also highlight um, when they did fire their staff um, everybody this was landed on them as a big shock and they were given 30 minutes to get all their things and leave the building
3: at least
2: they were let back in the building
3: you'd, you'd have been forgiven for thinking things were basically sustainable of that obviously business was coming in yeah so obviously that's not you something that you should be, have to be expected to, to respond to so quickly. Yeah, it's not great. No. Games not. industry, not great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but uh, to, to return to our abortive se- segue of earlier, uh, the idea of uh, unionisation is something that's uh, rearing its head now for the first time in the industry. Uh, Games Workers Unite was uh, formed, I believe, December last year uh, and is uh, making its presence felt with uh, this issue... Uh, That's come up with uh, us two, I think, the last couple of weeks, where a active uh, union member there was, you know, basically sacked for, yeah, you, know, you know, try to spread, I, I guess I'm not too too up on the particulars of it because obviously there's a a number of stories out there, but it seems that he was sacked for uh, talking up union unionisation within the workplace. Yeah,
0: I mean I saw the reason that they gave and it, it was very clear that that was the reason mm. they didn't even try to hide it.
2: If I can just read off of the Games Workers Unite front page because they have a list mm. here and it's, yeah. if you have not seen this, you should, it's just 74% of game workers are not paid overtime, time but 90% could be expected to work extra hours, 53% of game workers believe their skill sets could secure better wages and conditions in another industry probably more actually just half so afraid to admit it's, it um, it's probably
3: 100 percent, honestly yeah. 40... i took qa experience and i'm working in tech so it's
2: yeah yeah it, it gets more insidious forty five percent of women feel they have or will at some stage encounter barriers to their career progression because of their gender it is a nightmare trying to get women games designers because mm. after i don't know many with more than five years experience because after five years they just go you know what fuck this and leave yeah um, 45% of women have experienced some form of bullying or harassment while working in games or by being associated with the industry How two many of these have worked
0: companies? for Riot Games? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well oh. they're all managing new projects now so yeah that's yeah. fine
2: And two thirds of all games companies worldwide do not have any mechanisms in place to deal with harassment or abuse It wow. is mm. awful I, My it's wife edemic. is also a games designer and the fucking stories she could tell you guys it's it's really bad as well just being you notice it in the games industry when you'll find that there is there are any women in the office you just see this sort of orbit of guys around them half the time just constantly just chatting to them it is the weirdest most unprofessional nasty underbelly of the industry that the women are treated like shit they're paid less they are constantly dealing with harassment and most of them eventually don't put up with it. And this is a huge problem for making actual good games, is you don't get minorities in charge, you don't get women in charge.
4: And it think, makes the industry worse. I think it's worth pointing out as well, that that's not just a problem on the professional side of things. I think all of those problems are reflected in the, the sort of, like, players themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah I, think, I think
0: that's, like, a whole other... Um, kind of podcast episode, really. It's something I'd love to yeah, get say. into on a really deep I mean, level. Yeah, so it's, that it's, is a whole topic
2: because the industry and yeah. games in general are awful to women. Yes, I would yeah. love to talk about that.
0: Yeah, well. I, I think as we it's... will. I, I think that's definitely something we'll touch on at another time because it's yeah. it's fucking disgusting. Um, but yeah, hopefully with more women. Yes, yes, that would be great. I need
2: more women on that. Yeah, swap swap me out for my partner. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well yeah she's a goon right Absolutely. Absolutely. she's a goon
2: and a better games designer than me anyway <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to say
3: but yeah so
0: yeah that's that's great
5: yeah
2: oh, uh, I'm but, a but
0: there. unionization <laughs> that's always fun it,
2: it is improving it is a lot yeah no that's the, the thing
3: that but, but we we face the negative that we might change things Uh, the the very existence of a union now which is doing very well it's growing, Uh, it's part of a a wider network of existing tech unions I think it's going to be a massive benefit and I think the cases are going to start being made Um, things like gender and racial balance within games that's uh, obviously difficult just, just for where we are and it's one of those things where but you th- you might make things worse by trying to make things better. Um, but yeah, we're we we're, we're talking about it. Uh, the, the I, I, I am so white and middle class, so maybe I should just stop. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Game unionization. Yeah. Look into it. Yeah, yeah. we we it's, are getting better.
0: I think Union it's also everything. considering we're talking about unionization um, in the games industry. I think we should also highlight what's going on at Kickstarter uh, because it is <laughs> yeah, very Jesus, much yeah. games adjacent. This is basically games. Um, it's wild so kickstarter as you may well know is a crowdfunding um kind of platform we talked about crowdfunding earlier kickstarter is kind of the main fun uh, platform for crowdfunding video games um kickstarter staff are trying to unionize um have been attempting to unionize and they probably a few weeks ago now um, they fired um, their main kind of leaders of this unionisation attempt Um, again uh, as with US2 it's kind of very explicit circumstances but you know this is why this is happening Um, and I mean this is a platform that is designed to promote collective action um, to promote people coming together to you know help create this you know game movie whatever as a group and it's just fundamentally against kind of the ethos of kind of the platform and the organization
2: yeah but it's still owned by capital so and capital will resist any more power to the workers
4: at all points Mm. and the excuse the excuses that management gives are the same of you all us here where it's well we don't need a union because everyone everyone's so nice to each other and we're like a family yes and, there oh, is no conflict and it'll be great and we'll
2: organize it and it'll be more, <laughs> well, more true to that the that values of the company <laughs> mm.
4: and if, if that was true and everything was so great and they were like a family they wouldn't have anything to fear from a fucking union would they exactly yeah they wouldn't have started one in the first place <laughs> and This happened when
2: I worked in uh, in Germany. Uh, they, some people. So Slack is an intercommunication tool used in the games industry a lot. I don't know if any of you use it, but people in Germany you don't have unions. You have a thing called the workers council. It's traditionally done with older steel companies and larger industries. It's essentially the same thing. It makes it very hard to fire people. It puts a lot of actual pressure on working conditions and so on. And some people in the company decided they wanted to uh, form one and you only need I think three people to request a workers council out of an entire company and they started talking about it on slack and they put all of these people they were they made a channel on slack a private channel which they didn't realize that if you're an admin on slack you can read and suddenly management turned up at these people's desks and well informed us that we needed to fire these people for performance reasons Uh, Wow, we called it Black Wednesday, where basically seven or eight people who were some of the best people in the company just got fired and were escorted out of the building and weren't allowed to come back in. That's awful.
5: Yeah,
2: it it happens. It it is shit, and I'm so glad that I mean the current company I work at is entirely pro Games Workers Unite and like, yep, we support it fully. We think it's brilliant, Mm. and it's changing slowly but surely. And that's
3: encouraging itself. That a better company that is you know, confident enough in, in the way that it's run and you know, supportive enough of its staff that, that it will embrace that.
2: They were 100%, 100% supportive of me coming on a podcast to pitch about the games industry. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean,
2: they probably won't be indication. after
0: they listen to the podcast. They'll be like, what, <laughs> it, what the fuck it is, you it thinking?" Is funnily, it is
2: funny, it is indicative of the industry because you feel. I'm entirely supported in doing this I'm I'm very senior They're probably not going to find me But I still feel this slight knot of fear Simply just talking about industry stuff In a small public setting For a very old internet comedy forum
5: yeah.
2: And you still worry Oh, this might come back on me Because there's about 50 people in the games industry It feels like at some point It's alright, we've only got yeah.
0: 600 listeners It's fine
2: Only oh, 600 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're all the
1: employees that were let go from Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
2: it all goes full circle.
0: Oh, that's done me. That was nice.
3: Well, it seems like a decent enough uh, jumping-off point now because I, we, uh, what, what would be, what's better than games? than a game about games. Ooh. So uh, uh, Natalie has uh, prepared something up for us that she assures us is uh, not libelous. Yeah, but it'll um, be fine, guys. Don't worry. It'll be I'm fun.
2: terrified of this. I'm <laughs> excited. And we're about
3: to play a round of Guess the Scandal.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, normally this would be where we do comment or commentary at, but... Um, I know, we probably could find some really good shit for that, Um, but I put this together with about an hour's notice, Um, so this felt easier. Um, So it's, it's very simple, the idea is that I'm going to read some quotes out, the quotes are corporate responses from video game companies to scandals that they were embroiled in. Um, and your job will be to guess which scandal is being referred to. Um, and don't worry, for those who are not video game fans, we will kind of make the effort to kind of explain the details so that you do not kind of miss out on the jokes and the jokes and all that. I won't. You're less than scum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. a good impression of management.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, let's get started here. I am um, I think this one's quite a simple one to kind of get you up to speed get a feel for it uh, number one we understand and respect that there is a disappointment with the bag in the power armour edition we are sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh come on
2: <laughs> I mean talk about low hanging fruit
3: I mean come wow. on
5: that's
3: oh, fallen out no. Yeah, yes. that's uh Is that that's Fallout like, seventy six. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, so that was like a bundle with I mean they they put pictures out of a quite nice looking bag. And I believe some uh get some uh review sites might have even got a nice bag. They did, yes. As opposed yep. to the sort of disposable IKEA thing that uh most people got. <laughs> The, yep, it's supposed uh, to be uh, canvas, canvas,
2: west yeah. mm. tech duffel bag that was supposed to store the helmet, and, <laughs> and they just got some really shitty IKEA bag ripoff <laughs> instead.
4: Yeah, you know, just... the, um, did you see the follow-up scandal that where because that was that was the collector's <laughs> edition with the Power Armor helmet in, but the follow in...
3: scandal people been installing the game.
0: <laughs> then... I mean, that's a
4: whole other, whole other story. They licensed some other company to produce a, a second like wearable power armor helmet collectible. Mm, yeah. And it turned out to be infested with like deadly mold.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh had
2: had right, they would fucking kill you or something.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't sound great putting that, that airtight looking thing on your head to begin with. I, mean, it's like I, a I true believe experience, it wasn't intended pausing. for
0: wear i'm pretty sure it was just for display um but yes you are right this is uh bethesda's recent i I am loathe to use the word hit because it wasn't um but (laughs) this is fallout 76 the latest game in one of their biggest franchises um their collector's edition this is a thing that games often do triple-a games they put out big expensive editions for like 200 or so quid where you can get the game you get a whole load of other swag as well uh the swag's all really kind of cheap and tacky so the games get lots more money for the game developers um, but they advertised a, a canvas bag uh, they ended out sending out a whole load of nylon bags instead uh, but I am happy to report that six months later um, they managed to arrange a deal and the people they got the canvas bags that they were looking for so everyone is happy and everything is fine. <laughs>
1: They were originally given, was it, a uh, four hundred or five hundred atoms in game, as opposed <laughs> to getting the canvas bag, which I think comes to about three pounds <laughs> sixty or something. And you couldn't really buy anything with them, even though the canvas bags were supposed to be twenty pounds worth of, it, of money. But uh,
4: collector's another... edition was two hundred dollars, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite right. thing about that was that they they tried to claim that they couldn't provide the canvas bags because there was a canvas shortage.
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh my god, right, sure, let's move on um, Number two um, Sorry, number two Our goal was to let players Choose between a utilitarian View of ensuring your bloodline Lived on or forming a romantic Relationship we attempted to discre- oh, distinguish between the two, but could have done this more carefully as we were walking <laughs> a narrow line between roleplay choices and story. And the <laughs> clarity I... and motivation for this decision was poorly executed.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what this is from. Uh,
0: anybody else want to take a swing? Uh, uh,
2: uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm
1: intrigued,
2: but I don't know it's, it. it's not BioWare. It's not. It's not Assassin's no. Creed, is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, Go God, it's take Assassin's it Creed Odyssey. the most recent scandals I can think
1: of (laughs) Assassin's Creed Odyssey allows you to pick for the first time ever between being a female character or a male character but also allows you to be homosexual as your character as well if you want to go through romance options and one of their DLCs makes it so that you have to have a child regardless of what your sexual orientation in the game is you suddenly have to have a child with somebody which means you have to then enter into a heterosexual relationship uh, because they needed to continue the bloodline for the character when the actual game itself doesn't even need bloodlines anymore they've changed it with assassin's creed origins so it was a complete baffling decision by ubisoft to do this they just decided to take away all agency all relationship you built up with your character throughout the game and force you into a relationship that you might not have even started in the game itself it was weird and and they they haven't properly fixed it either you can you still have to do that if you want to the dlc does the DLC start with you escaping from a special camp?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, oh, that's bad. Um, Do you shank a pastor on your way out or something? <laughs> it, is, it is just oh. distressing. It's distressing because they built up a load of goodwill with it and they'd had a mm. really great character in... Um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah. yeah Cassandra, she's amazing. Uh, it's just fantastic and then having to suddenly force you to do something that your character might not have done over 800 hours however long you've been playing it for it's a long because there's so much content you know it it didn't matter
2: if you rebuffed them the whole time you said no to them all the time remember and you still then set settled down and had a nice little nuclear family with them (laughs) yes just weird
0: right um video games Yeah. Before we do the next one, I just want to highlight a couple of scandals which I, I thought were worth mentioning, but I could not find good quotes. Um,
2: honourable mentions. Yeah,
0: honourable mentions. <laughs> um, first one goes to Mortal Kombat 11. Um, obviously, a huge franchise, the best selling of the franchise so far, as well, for that game. Um, this is a game mm. with very bloody fatalities. Um, games developers literally got PTSD from uh, researching gruesome uh, deaths and grisly murders and such, so that they can make the fatalities in that game. Like, giving themselves mental health issues for our benefit. Um, So that's a joy. Um, Not. Um, And the (laughs) other one, which... Oh, this is... This is... Oh, um, Activision of oh, Activision Blizzard They, you know, show up again <laughs> um, They have been tracking When their workers have sex Using the health app Ovia What? 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 <laughs> you, what? <laughs> um uh, so yeah this is over it's a it's kind of a fertility app essentially is my understanding to um help you know couples who are looking to have babies um kind of you know procreate at the most opportune times um but as many companies have these days these occupational health programs um activision have one they are kind of Related to Ovio, I believe it's part of the health contract. So they, yeah, they're able to access the data on when their employees are shagging. Oh my Christ!
1: Christ. How is that not illegal? I know. I know. I mean, oh,
3: USA, I suppose. You tick the box on the on, on the uh on the on the. Terms and conditions, so you're fucked. Yeah, it's not yeah, legal right. because Rhythm. America's not even a
0: real country. I'm sorry, <laughs> the whiskey is
2: getting opened.
1: <laughs> is it? Is it only American employees, or is it? Oh, uh, I
0: don't know. I, I it, this was a long time ago, and I did not um, kind of fully go back to the story. Um, that so is it,
2: horrific.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I mean,
2: the games industry does love data. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Big anyway, data. anyway, let's get on to our next actual entry. Um, So number three, I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players were not complete asshats to developers, and it was pretty neat. I forged a bunch of long-lasting relationships from back then. Would be awesome to get back there and not engage with toxic people, or asking how high when a mob screams jump is hopefully a start.
2: I mean, you gave it away when you said asshats, but I'll let someone else...
4: Can take that well, one that was, um, oh, who was
0: this now This
4: is so was apex weird. legends wasn't it yep
3: oh yeah yes yeah, so that'd be respawn yeah
4: for the record i support that guy I- i've seen the way people like carry on when they're talking to the yeah. developers so
2: i i agree but this is what happens when you don't set ethical monetization standards at the start of your project because apex legends came out with a load of videos saying we're going to be really really good and we're going to do this and we're going to make it so you can earn everything without paying and then they missed all of their fucking targets and they didn't have standards to fall back on to say no we will not do triple nested gacha bullshit and a $130 axe and so season 2 comes around $130 axe and a shit ton of gacha um, compu gacha which is combined gacha when you get all the gacha you can get something else afterwards which is the axe
4: and Guess what? A shitstorm.
3: I think I'm going to have to roll, that we can't say Gacha anymore.
4: <laughs> they absolutely deserve uh, flack for the the whole scandal, but I, I do entirely agree with that guy that people just like take the fucking piss when they are commute. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's it's yeah. fine to complain about something, but to just the the way the way gamers carry on when they they sense blood in the water is is just. The toxicity is endemic in the whole industry, It's it's a real problem.
0: I I, want to kind of make a counterpoint to this at the same time. Um, You are going into a free-to-play kind of market. You understand how that market works. You understand that the majority of the people who are playing your game are not going to be paying for that service. Uh, You know that you're going to essentially be kind of getting your money from a few whales who are kind of like the big spenders. Mm.
3: So I, I do... F- I think it's like 10% putting any money in and like 1% are whales. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, yeah. Really make it. so you, I, I think to a certain level you are kind of disrespecting the fact that you've chosen to have this relationship. You've chosen to kind of work in a marketplace where most of the people playing your game are going to, you know, be expecting it to be free. Um, so I, I think you do kind of lose a certain amount of kind of the high ground at that point if you turn around and start calling for math hats obviously you know the mob response could be um, quite excessive but yeah that's, that's there's kind a professionalism of that, that you shouldn't that was,
4: it, yeah that's two two different quotes though wasn't it because at one point this <clears throat> they, they said people were being asshats but they also said that most people who played the game were freeloaders
0: that's true yes that is true yeah um, that's that's not great yeah but
4: the thing was but the it was most of the people who play the game are freeloaders and we love that so it's they, they clearly mm. weren't intending it to be a, a derogatory term yeah. but i mean obviously yeah never it's, it's, never it's very easy to phrase. lose context the worst yeah, it's phrase not, i've it's heard not the, it's not the best phrase but it's not yeah, this is a phrase
2: that gets bandied about in the games industry a lot. You know, you guys know about whales, you hear this all the damn time. Well, you can't have whales without krill. Oh, yeah, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, yikes.
0: Ooh. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the final one, last one of this wonderful game we've had. Um, it's a bit of a long one, so bear with me. Um, the attacks made. ...by my former friend and colleague have no basis in reality or law. He is simply trying to shake me down for money. We will win, but because lawsuits are pending, I can't comment as much as I'd like. I am shocked by his lies. Thanks for your love and support. As a father, I I find crimes against children to be especially repugnant. It is very painful that a former friend and colleague would lie to try to associate me with such vile behaviour in his own greedy pursuit of money. As the day progresses, I am discovering who my friends are. Thank you for your love and support. I am going to try to focus on my work and trust that truth and justice will prevail with the courts. (laughs) I think that was uh, was Macho Man Randy Savage on Hulk Hogan, wasn't it? You're close. You're close.
2: Very close. I mean, it's our our boy Jim Sterling's favourite games developer. (laughs) 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 That is... Anyone else? someone would uh, say uh, it Randy Pitchford like I said he yeah is, he he is. Is. Our, he is our boy oh, yeah, Jesus Christ is, is that him talking why about why would
1: you fuck the, me on this <laughs> is that the, him talking about the, the voice of Claptrap
3: No, 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 but oh yes, yeah, yeah. That was. I'm not sure that was the particular one.
0: There was an issue with him as well. Yeah, I mean, Randy Pitchford could and maybe will fill an entire podcast all by himself. Um, (laughs) This specific Randy Pitchford scandal is related to him being um, sued. By, I believe it was one of the um, former lawyers for Gearbox, which is the games company he's CEO of, um, because he had taken $12 million of the company's money for his own personal use. It was just resting in his account. <laughs> he was yeah, going to give it back. That, um, but but that it,
4: lawsuit went places, didn't it?
0: Yes, this yeah. is. Uh, you might have noticed there was a bit of a weird segue there but he started talking about kids. Um, So the reason that he did that Was involved in this lawsuit Was um, an accusation And I have to use the word allegedly At this point um, That Randy Pitchford allegedly Had a whole lot of child porn On his um, servers Or laptop or computer um, And he had a private movie room where allegedly he would show this child porn and when i say child porn i i don't mean kind of you know young young and um, kind of we're talking just under the age of legal um but obviously still very illegal um but he would show these movies of um child pornography to um friends and colleagues um and apparently, Yikes. when challenged on why he had and kept such material, his response was that the girls in this movies were squirting, and he wanted to figure out how it was done because it was clearly a magic trick. What? Uh, yeah, yeah was... Ruddy
3: Pitchford is an open magician. <laughs> so
4: that was the um. That, that's, again, he's queuing up different...
0: for his time on Penn and Teller's bullshit. That's...
4: It's two different. It's two different stories there because there was an accusation about him having uh, like sh- incredibly shady parties at his house, but the um, the, mm. the the squirting porn was he left that on a memory stick. With, there was there was a video uh, of a, uh, a girl who I think was just barely legal, and it, there was that video and also sensitive financial documents, and he left it in a medieval times restaurant. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course you fucking do. Jesus Christ, people are the worst. But that was that was the one where he claimed that you he, 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 he was it was in, his interest in the video was purely professional as a magician. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow,
2: oh. what a defence!
5: <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm convinced. <laughs> Give the man more money. Yeah, it was it. the long con, obviously.
0: <laughs> fucking hell. Oh on that note we should probably wrap yeah. this up I, I don't think we're kind of yeah, going yeah, anywhere after that <laughs> yeah yeah it's,
3: it's been it's been productive <laughs> it's we, we're, we're getting somewhere <laughs> so yeah thanks guys and uh, oh thanks also to David's going to be uh, editing this later I know he's got a he's got a lot on his plate at the minute so we appreciate it
2: consecutive podcast uh, yeah. recording going on at the moment yeah. Yeah. yeah we're
0: doing two in one for you uh, fine folks so appreciate it um, and it's which also it's also phone name that thing that, on Randy's stick <laughs> <laughs> oh, and follow us on Twitter um, I don't remember the Twitter handle somebody else say it uh, praxiscast.com
3: uh, not.com you know, you know what I'm going to check now I'm pretty sure it's Praxiscast David please edit this <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, so no, it's a beautiful Praxiscast. Praxis. Praxiscast yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's Praxis. You, you, you know how to use search. Come on. To be fair, there really? is actually another podcast, but it's just called Praxis, um, which
4: is, I believe,
0: uh, Christian-related. So clearly, on our remit. I've got
4: to. I've got to say though, that's probably like one of the best self-promotions I've ever heard. Which is just, you know, oh fuck it, you can use search. We're not that hard <laughs> to Google, If you're listening to this, you already know where we
1: are. You don't, don't see the word practice much. Anyone have any
2: Twitters or anything they want to plug, by the way?
3: Yeah, so uh, I, I'm on XJMAW.
2: You can't find me on Twitter because I'm in the games industry and therefore have no social media presence. Same. I, um, I'm Geordie Goblin on Twitter.
0: I'm not on Twitter because I have not life.
1: High five. <laughs> no, I don't have Twitter either. I'm too busy with other places. <laughs>
3: yeah, so um, what, what what's left other than to just sort talk- of... Taper off disappointingly. Uh, I mean, it's what <laughs> we, we do Bye!
0: Bye! Yeah. Bye! I love you! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.